Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. Hey guys. Ooh, do I have a special treat for you. I'm so excited. I know I say I'm so excited every time I have a treat, but today I'm really excited and you'll know why in just a second. But if y'all remember last week, I talked about allowing you to have your process, like really Allowing yourself to like be wherever you are in your journey and not trying to rush it through, not trying to like make yourself get the lesson before your ass is ready. And that was episode 150. Can you remember that? 150. Well, on 151, we're going to talk about the need to allow others to have their process, the need to allow our people to be exactly where they are. So it's like, once we learn that we have a need to allow us to be where we are, it's then we get to extend that to our outer circle, to our friends. And I have someone who exemplifies that for me and I have watched her and we have had several conversations on this and she just happens to be one of my queen friends. So not another Mm -hmm. coach, but a friend. And I am so happy to introduce y'all to my friend, Miss Angela West. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hey, (laughs) Brie. Hey, and you're looking all cute. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) So cool. Y'all, she she went on her lock journey before me, even though I had been talking about it for I don't know how long, looking at it. And then I just, she never did say anything. She just one day popped up and her hair was locked. I'm like, what the fuck? It took me two weeks. I thought about it for two weeks. I was like, let's do it. And I and thought I, about it I for tell like anybody. I didn't tell you guys. No. And I thought about yeah. it for like six months, kept going. I don't know. Cause yeah, I had to decide which ones, how do I want it? All of that. But yeah, okay. she, right. and even that process goes back to you trusting yourself and you being so settled in yourself. And I think that's why you are so able to allow people to be themselves. What do you think? I agree. I think that the one of the biggest powers that we have is knowing who we are, mm. right? And like you say, trusting that. And in most times in most areas, I trust myself. I think because I have this process, you know, you think about the good, the bad, the pros, the cons. I think about the what ifs probably mm-hmm. sometimes too much. But once you do that mental work yourself, okay, I've traveled this road. I got to the end. I can make a decision. And when I make the decision, I trust, I trust myself. I trust the decision that I made. So good. Because I I did the work. Right. I did the work. I love that. Now, so 
how does that transfer to allowing people to be people? Because people going people. Even people. our closest friends, people. people are going to people, right? I think that we are best at being ourselves. Like I can't be anybody else. I can only be me. And I'm the best at just being me, right? And if I think that about myself, that transfers to you or anybody else in whether it's the friend circle, whether it's an intimate relationship, whether it's your professional relationships, people are who they are. And we have to allow them to be that. What we didn't have to do, I think, is respond appropriately. So if I know who I'm dealing with, I know how to deal with them. Ooh, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Like, really, what do you mean with the, by that? Like, if okay. I know... Really what I mean is we can, we control how we respond to people. Mm-hmm. And every person is an individual. So the way I respond to Brig may be different than the way I respond to Sally because Brig is one person, Sally is the other. Mm-hmm. And we respond appropriately to the person that we're dealing with. Right. Okay. And I love that because what I heard when you said, when I know who I'm dealing with, I Mm -hmm. know what I'm dealing with. And I think, here's this thing. I love saying to myself, stop acting brand new, like calling myself out on, like my mother has been my mother. My mother ain't going to change. She 80. It's not like I'm going to be surprised that my mother reacts a certain way to a certain stimulus because she always has. But yet I used to act brand new with it. Like I literally used to go, why is she acting like that? As if I was surprised. Right. Right. And And that's how she responds. Right. Yeah. And so what I had to realize was I'm the one that's acting brand new. I'm the one that's being surprised. So I had to start calling myself out on she is who she is. And I think that goes to what you said, like when you know your people, you know, right? So it's like, I know her. Like I know that is going to bother her. I know she's going to say this, but yet I'm surprised and I want her to be a different way. Right, right. And she's not. And she's not. And so the onus is on me to allow her to be who she is without Mm -hmm. me acting brand new about it. Right. Mm -hmm. But where I think we get into trouble with our friendships, because we we have a friendship, I'm going to give it that that box of like, I think the reason why we get into trouble with our friendships is we know our people, but yet we still somehow expect them to act differently. Right. Yeah. Why do you think we do that? You know, that's okay. Let's see. how. Why do we expect for people to be different than what they are? Mm. If we want a different response from them. Right. But why do you think we want a different response from them? What they're giving us doesn't feel good. <laughs> what they're giving us is not what we want to receive back. Right. But we don't control that. Ooh, that's so good. Right. And I love the fact that you like what they give us doesn't feel good. But the only reason I think it doesn't feel good is because we're thinking it should be something different. It should be something else. Right. 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 Yeah. But we we don't control that, you know, what they give us back. Mm. We control 
how it makes us feel, right? How we respond to it in return, even though we don't like it. But people are allowed to be who they are. I love that. And I think that is the constant and one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast because you do this so naturally. So I was like, I want to talk with her about how she does this so naturally because one of the biggest things every time like we have a cluster of friends and you know with girlfriends, something will pop off always, right? And somehow or another, we still maintain our friendships, this group of friends. Yes. We've traveled together. We've done all the stuff, but something pops up. And one of the things you always mirror is know your people. Know your people. Like, know Mm -hmm. your people. Like, you know, this one gets easily triggered. This one gets easily frustrated. This one wants to go. This one wants to stay. This one gonna be (laughs) late. Right? This one gonna be late. This one going to come early and complain like we know our people. And I think you embody that. It's like allowing your friends to be who they are without like the one who's late without going being pissed off every time they're late. Like, you know, right. right. I already knew you were going to be late. The expectation is already set, (laughs) you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. But here's the deal. I think the reason why, and I could be completely wrong, but you, I want you to expand on it. I think the reason why you are able to know your people and allow them to be there is because you know you and you're not making that mean anything about you. Oh yeah, no. Mm -mm. Okay. So maybe you just got behind on your time and your makeup didn't turn out right the first time and you had to redo it or whatever the case may be. You said it. It doesn't have anything to do with me. It's just you were late and either I can choose to be irritated about it or I can just know, okay, well, you know, Brie going to be about 15 minutes late, but she's going to be here and I've adjusted to that. And right. Use you because you're right here. I'm not saying you're the 15 minute late person, but no, I'm the 30 minute late. I'm like 30 minutes after the reservation. Reservation at 630. I'm showing up at seven. Bring could be here in a minute. Mm-hmm. Like I'm usually texting saying rolling at, right. at 6.30. I'm like, right, right. Because I always underestimate how long it takes me. I still think I can get ready in 10 minutes. And I'm right. like, I haven't a second really. back that I can't. And never, yeah. probably never have, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like I was saying, I could choose to be irritated about it. And I can have an attitude when you get there. Or I can just, you know, like realize, okay, you know, this is great. She's going to be here. She's going to get here. We're going to have a good time and just let it go. Yeah. And I choose to do that rather than to be irritated, you know, and that could be with any situation, not just showing up on time, just, you know, any life situation that's going to pop up. We get to choose how we respond to it. Yeah. yeah. And it, it doesn't mean anything about me. It's just, that's your process. That's who right. you are. Right. And it's Okay. So let's talk about when our friends are going through their process, because our friends and our family, our loved ones, our partners have like extensive in connection to us, like allowing us to be in our process when our friends are going through their process, like they're going through their shit and you know it. Mm -hmm. It's like allowing them to be exactly where they are. And loving them there, I think, is the biggest yeah. gift we can give our friends. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Just let them go through their process. 
Yeah. And I think the only way we're able to do that is to not make it about us. Because mm-hmm. what I would do is like, wait a minute, when our friends are going through their processes or doing their thing, like they may be hypersensitive, they may be hypercritical, like safety is an issue, or they may spout off, maybe more easily triggered or whatever. And it's like, I would go, okay, wait a minute, I didn't change what's wrong and make that mean something about me. And then that means I start changing, like doing more. And all that would do is trigger them more. And now we're in this circle, right? (laughs) Or like even in partners, like if you're in a relationship and your spouse or significant other is going through something and they clamp down because that's their process. They need to be alone. They need like they're in it, right? They're dealing with it. And Mm -hmm. me as their partner is like, what did I do wrong? Like something's wrong. What's wrong with me? And I'm like, going through my head, thinking about all the shit I did. I said this. And then I start changing, like trying to be different. And all that will do is they look at that as like, what the hell are you doing? And now the cycle has changed. And what I've realized through studying this and learning neuroplasticity and everything is like, wherever they are, whoever they are, whether it's a friend, a boss, a coworker, or whatever, whatever their predominant thought pattern is, wherever they are, you can't do anything to change that. Mm -mm. I think that's where you naturally have. It's like, you may go through that where it's like, wait a minute, let me check me out. Mm -hmm. But like you check the boxes and then you come out of it with, this ain't about me. Right. Like you said, everybody has their process. Right. I think that still goes back to knowing your people. If you're, you know, one way all the time and then something switches, it's like, okay, what's going on? What's going on with her? Mm-hmm. Sometimes they will will share and tell us, okay, this is what I'm going through. And sometimes they won't, but you just have to trust the relationship that you have, first of all. Yeah. And and get to the point where you may you realize, okay, she's going through something. I'm going to let her have that. I'm going to let her go through her process. If I can help her along the way, yeah, I will. You know, I will. But some processes is an internal thing. But as long as if I can help you, I can help you. Right. I'll tell you something else I've learned about helping people through their process. You know, that, that whole full cup, empty cup. Mm. You can mm-hmm. give from that full cup. Mm-hmm. And when you've given, 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 and you get low, sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to let people go through that process, recharge, refill, and then come back. And I'm I'm here for you. Oh, that's so good. You know? Yeah. That because so- that stuff can be heavy mm-hmm. and it can be draining, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, processes, everybody's just different. One thing I want to circle back to, like you said something about, but when you love them, right? Like you let them have their process. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes yeah. it means, for me, it's, I liken it to me. I think of this, like, you know, when Mm -hmm. you're driving in the ice and your car starts spinning and you want to like take the wheel and like really mess with it. And the only thing you're doing is making it worse. It's like what they teach you is to take your hand off the wheel. Yeah. Mm. That's what I have to remember. Like when my friends are spinning, significant other kids, whatever, when they're spinning and you see it and you're like trying to like take your hands off the wheel. 
Right, right, right. And that's where it's like, I trust me, I trust them, and I trust the relationship. Right, yeah. That's big. Yeah. Trust the relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like knowing and trusting the relationship isn't that the relationship is going to end up where you want it to be or even where it was. But that regardless, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And not make it like about you. I think, especially in partnership, when one person is like, you're, you're the everything. I think you and I used to have this, was it you and I or somebody else? It was one of my friends. We used to always say, as soon as the guy says you're the one, ah, shit. (laughs) <laughs> downhill from there it's downhill from there it literally is like when you like ooh you the one such such right. such such yeah it's downhill from there I was like please don't yeah. tell me I'm the one please just don't say it sir don't just say don't, it. Say it. don't say it don't say it right yeah because yeah. it's almost like their brain is programmed like soon as they say they're the one it's like then they ask right. their brain find out all the shit wrong with her Right, right, and it right. it won't be, but like two months later, it's like, wait a minute, I thought I was the one. And then yes. two months later, they're like, and you're this, and you're this, and you're this. And I'm like, sir, I have not changed in two months. In two months. I haven't yeah. changed. What yeah. happened? But now this is not working for me anymore. <laughs> right, exactly. And I think in the, I've watched you in those situations. I've watched you. Take your time. Your process is you don't talk to nobody, first of all. I won't know it until six months later. Right? Right? (laughs) Like, so I know your process is I'm going to go inward. I'm going to think about this. And I'm going to ask you, because I know this is what I see. Then you can tell us what your process is. But I'm going to think about this. I'm a mope for a while. I know you do mope, even though I don't know I'm a part of that process. Yeah. I'm a mope for a while, but I'm going to do that on my own. You probably have someplace else that you go that you mope with. And then mm-hmm. give me about two weeks and I'm going to say, fuck it. <laughs> and I'm going to pop out again. I'm going to pop mm-hmm. out again. Good. And about two months later, you ready to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How is it that you're able to maneuver... Sir, I have not changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And yet they went from you're the one to I'm not going to be able to do this. Yeah. yeah. How are you able to maneuver that and go through that? Mm-hmm. Again, I know it's knowing your people and knowing the process, but also in this instance, you thought you knew your people. Right. Right. Then it's more important to know you, I think. What do you think? That's it right there. You mm. just said it. It's knowing you. I know who I am. Mm-hmm. I know what I offer. Mm-hmm. You know, people say, I know my value. And right. when I say value, I'm, I'm not talking about the outward things. I'm talking about the inward things. Mm-hmm. I know I know who I am. And mm-hmm. I, I know that I'm an asset to a relationship. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't want to sound... No, I think we get to sound. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the problem is like, we don't even encourage us as Black women to own our shit like oh you overconfident no 
motherfucker, I know what I know what I'm on the table. Right, right. So yeah. yeah, so I know who I am. And you know, if the thing didn't work out, the thing just didn't work out. That wasn't the thing for me. And I'm okay with that. Like I want to be where I'm supposed to be with who I'm supposed to be with doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And if that wasn't it, that just wasn't it. And the other, the other thing will come along. Now I do have a process. I feel like if I'm going through something, if you can't help me with that thing, then why do I bring the thing to you? Mm. And the person who can help me the most with the thing is me because mm-hmm. I trust myself. Mm. You know, so so those conversations that I have with myself are real conversations mm-hmm. and we go through it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I make it make sense. Mm-hmm. And then when I get through that process, because I don't want anyone else's thoughts mm-hmm. to then become my thoughts. Because mm-hmm. I'm in the situation. Right. Right? right. I know all the parts of it mm-hmm. and I can talk myself through it mm-hmm. most times, most mm-hmm. times. Yeah. And then when I get to the point where I, I feel like I know what I'm doing, I know what I think and I know what I want, I'll then, you know, bring it to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sometimes for confirmation. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know if you remember um you and I had a conversation back in the summertime and I was letting let people be who they are. Uh-huh. But this one got me stuck uh-huh. because it was making me not be myself. Mm. Or, or I didn't want mm. to be myself. Do you remember yes. this conversation we had at yeah. PFJ? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you said to me, no matter what, you got yourself. Mm. Like, I sure do. Yeah. <laughs> I right. got myself. Whether it went left uh-huh. or it went right, mm-hmm. either way, I got myself. Yeah. You know, I'm a self-healing unit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if, if it didn't go right, cool. I got it. You know, go through this process and then we're going to be ready and we're going to pop out again. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah. So, yeah. And for me, you said something that she was like, make it make sense. And I think that's mm-hmm. where I would always get stuck at. When a friendship went awry, okay. when a relationship went awry, like my brain starts like, how was I not a good girlfriend? How was I not a good friend? So I right. start going, I did this, I did this, like, Okay, I was, I did do that, but did that discount? Like my brain is doing mental math and it never makes sense. And so I stay stuck in it. Uh And I think the thing is, is for me to realize, and this is where coaching has helped me, is it will never make sense. Because if I'm looking at it from that point of view, it will never make sense because the only thing that changed is... Like, let's go back to the boo who was like, you're the one. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. Right. Two months time. You're like, what happened? Did my breath get bad? Like what actually happened? Did I cuss them out? I didn't like, I didn't change. And so the only thing that changed in that situation is their thoughts about you and what they started focusing on. Sure. And when we realize how our brain acts, and I'm going to refer everybody to episode three, like way back episode three, play and fetch with your brain. It's like when people, when our friends, when our family, when they have a certain thought about us, mm-hmm. they direct their brain to find evidence of it. So if all of a sudden they went to from you're the one to you're not the one, the 
only thing that happened is they changed what they started asking their brain to find them. And their brain responded with what it did. That's what the reticular activating system does. Biologically, this is what's happening, right? So when when your aunt is like, there she is, no good. Like whatever their impression of you from 15, if they never change it, and you're running Google right now and they still treat you the same way, it's because they're still directing their brain to answer that question. Right. Right. And I don't care what you do. What you do doesn't matter. Their brain is picking up the information, the evidence of what you're asking of it always. And when I realized that, I was like, oh, it's a no-win situation. No matter how I'm showing up, no matter how safe I'm trying to be to my friend, no matter how sexy I'm trying to be to my man, no matter how much I'm showing up as a good employee or whatever coworker, what they're dialing their brain to show them, that's what they're going to see. That's supporting evidence. Yes. That's right? supporting evidence. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where your confidence in oh, I know I'm the shit comes in because what they think they're seeing and who you are, you don't tie those two in together because you're like, and I would tie it together. Like they're seeing this, so I must be doing something different. And I never understood that until coaching. Okay, okay. Being able to separate those two things. Right, yeah. And so I would have so much unrest with, wait a minute, she changed, he changed, what, they can't see? Like, what is it? And I would rack my brain and I'm like, oh, now I'm like, it doesn't make sense that it's not supposed to be. Whereas before my brain was like, make this make sense because I need to be safe and I need to know what I did wrong so I don't do this in the next relationship or I don't do it again or I can repair it. Yeah, yeah. I think you get to, I did nothing wrong real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think self-evaluation is a powerful tool. Yeah. You know, you just said you went through all the things, all the things, and all of them checked off. You evaluate itself mm-hmm. and then you get to decide, you know what, I'm okay. I didn't do anything wrong. You know, I didn't change. I am who I am. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I get to yeah. check boxes. Right. Yeah. And I think in that, when it's like our mother, our aunt that still tricking us, like whatever, our dad that still treats us like they're 16 or mm-hmm. a friend that flips on you. I think there is a conscious decision that can happen, which is, is this relationship important for me to continue? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. In love, right? Do I love this relationship enough? Do I love them enough? What are my reasonings for like continuing in this relationship. Like if it's my aunt and I'm going to see her every whatever, whatever. And it's like, unless I'm not ever going to come to Christmas again, then, and like, no, that's not going to happen. So is this relationship important for me to just like, yeah, this is it. And then just love them where they are realizing they may never change their opinion of you, but it's not about you. And you can right. just love them from afar or love yeah, them, right? right? Or like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> you over there, right? And I know it has nothing to do with me. 
Yeah, I think, you know, we've all probably had those types of relationships where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, we'll get to this fork in the road. Like, mm-hmm. is it worth me continuing to try and nurture mm-hmm. and repair this relationship? Like, mm-hmm. is it going to happen? Or is it okay to, like you said, I'm going to love you from afar. Mm-hmm. I, I don't not love you anymore. I still right. love you. Yeah. But yeah. I've given all that I can in this, you know, road and journey to repair the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be it's like, oh, I just accept it. It's again, it's know your people. When your people is like, oh, they have this view of me and they will always have their view of me. And it's not my responsibility to change it. It's theirs. Right. And then you just get to love them with that view of you. I'm like, I know. Yeah, that's okay. It's okay, right? I I know. I still love you, right? And you get to decide what part or how you want to play in those relationships when they're in their processes or whatever. And I think we get to allow the people that we love to go through their processes Mm -hmm. without making them do it in a way so that we can feel safe. We can bring our own safety to it. What do you think? This podcast is sponsored by Brick Johnson Coaching. Hey, I have some exciting news for all of my high achieving women out there. That's right. I get the emails and DMs from you guys saying you wish you were my target market. I understand. We need great allies too. And we need allies with well-managed minds. Well, I've listened. So this offer is for you too, because it's a one-on-one offer. So if you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, you're a woman of color or not, or an ally. If you're tired of feeling like you can't do more, I'm here to help. My one-on-one six-month coaching program is designed specifically for you. Together, we will work on strategies to help you manage your stress and help you achieve your goals. Because women quitting on their dreams is just not an option. And this is what my six-month program can do for you. Instead of time management, we will uncover why you manage your time the way you are so that you can prioritize self-care, giving you more time to do the things you love. Are you struggling with imposter syndrome? Are you anxious with a chaotic mind? I get it. We target the root causes of imposter syndrome helping you gain the confidence and self-assurance to pursue your goals and succeed in your career and your personal life? Do you struggle with communication issues, difficulty expressing yourself effectively or asserting your needs professionally or personally? You'll learn to cultivate a positive relationship with yourself. We'll work on the why this issue is for you, why this is happening, helping you resolve the inner conflict so that you can easily take care of the external conflict with others. When it comes to communicating your needs, you don't need another communication class on how to resolve clients' issues. Once you uncover your hidden conditioning, you will have the skills to build stronger, more productive relationship with colleagues, clients, and ultimately leading to greater success and growth in your business and personal life. Listen, if you're a high-level woman ready to cultivate more meaningful and fulfilling relationships, both with yourself and others, and you take your business and professional growth seriously and you want to take it to the next level, you 
And your relationship with you and your brain is your greatest asset. My coaching program is perfect for you. You don't have to continue putting others first and neglecting your own needs and desires in the process. Because remember, you are your greatest asset. Let's work together to create a life that you enjoy of connection and success. If this interests you, reach out, book a breakthrough call at brickjohnson.com forward slash breakthrough. Again, brickjohnson.com forward slash breakthrough. Look forward to talking to you. Well, we can't make people's, our processes, other people's processes. We can't. We can try to drag them along as much as we want, but they're not going to move past what their, their process is. And we have to just allow them to do that, yeah. you know? And, and like I said, we can help them along the way. I can be there. I can support. I can listen to you. I can offer feedback if you want feedback, but I just have to let you be who you are yeah. in your process. Yeah. And I think even, it's so funny because when I used to, you know, y'all, because I know a lot of people that listen to this are coaches. So y'all, you know, like we don't coach people without permission, right? And of course, I am guilty of that, like every other coach, because we're like, it's the answer to everything. You need to know this, right? And so I was like, hidden under the sly, really be coaching people, but trying to convince myself that I'm not coaching them. And some people never up some people the wrong way. And I'm like, I get it. And then I started like asking my friends, like when they would come to me and ask me a question. Then I started asking, are you asking for coaching or do you want me to just be a friend? And they will always say they asking for a friend. And I was like, well, I'm a good coach. I don't think you've ever asked me that question. Because I knew you would always just be wanting it as a friend, right? And so I think I asked enough people that I was like, Brig, don't nobody want your friends don't want coaching from you. And that was like the hardest thing. And yet the most accepting thing I can do for myself is like my friends who know me as friends, y'all knew me before I became a coach. So y'all want that brig. They like, okay, yeah, that's something you do. It's it's almost like y'all don't want me doing anesthesia on you every time, right? So why would you want me coaching you all the time Uh too, right? right? And so- I had to understand that and like, no, like they just want friendship or whatever. So it's like when our friends and we're coaches are going through their process and we feel compelled because we see it and we see the train track and it's coming and we hear it. Mm-hmm. It is so hard, but it's necessary that we just allow our friends to go through their process trusting that if they do need coaching, if they do need answers, if they do need something, that they will come to you. But unless they came, opened up their mouth and said, I need help, keep your mouth shut. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, stop giving those little little hints. And I know it's Mm. so hard. And I do have some friend-coach relationships where I coach and then friend, I coach and then friend. But that's because they can handle it. They know it. 
that is our relationship. But know your people. There are also some friends when they're in the shit and they're repelling coaching, keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just be quiet. (laughs) Just be quiet. Like you see it and they talking and I know inside you're like, (laughs) right? But know your people, right? And allow them to be in their process and not make it about you and your ability to coach them. And you have the answers and they're just looking at it and something's wrong with them because they're not respecting you. No, I ain't got shit to do with you. It's They're going right. through their process. And they just need a friend right now. Yeah. Yeah. They just need a friend. Just hold space. Holding space is some of the best thing we can do as mm-hmm. coaches and friends. Mm-hmm. It's just like... I've had several relationships where like the it was spinning on ice and I'm like trying to guide it. The moment I let go in love is the moment and let go in love for a long time. Not it's been two weeks now. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But just let go in love and like love them from afar and just show up as myself and like know they're going to make their interpretation of whatever I do and allow that process no matter what you do, your aunt gonna come in saying, "Oh, you think you you that you much? You can wear Chanel or you can wear Ross." Right. She's still gonna come in saying, "Oh, there she go again, thinking she too." You know what I'm saying? Like they have their opinion of you. The moment yeah. you let your hands right. off the wheels, it's like, "Yep, here she is." Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm too much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is the you, can't, you can't make her change her opinion. Oh, you can't. You just get to be you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, how do you do this when your friends have like their triggers and their way of dealing with triggers and you know it, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the one that may haul off and like call everybody, like it's just, yep, that's just what she going to do, Right. Or the one that's going to shut down and want to go home or the one like, how do you deal with friends in their reaction to things when it's happening? How do you allow them to have the very moment? Yeah. How do you allow them to have their process without it triggering you? Because I think a lot of my clients are here. Like their friend will be like such, such. And then all of a sudden they're triggered and like they mad or they're shutting down or whatever. And they're wanting to get them out of that process as opposed to, yep. Why you acting brand new? You know your friend going to- already know, right. You know she's going to take down this whole restaurant because they gave her the wrong order. She done done it every single time and you trying to talk her off the ledge. Wow. Yeah. You know, I think when that, that begins to happen, mm-hmm. I don't think we can stop their process. We just got to let them go through it, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if we're at the booth or the table or whatever, and this process starts, and I know I can't stop it, what am I to do? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be where I just be yeah. and let that process happen because I can't control it and only control me. Mm-hmm. And, and when that spiral stops, mm-hmm. I don't know if I was like, what do I do in that moment? What you do is like, you literally, you have such a calming, accepting thing of like, okay, queen, Mm -hmm. you're just like, it's not like you're responding to the trigger. 
Yeah. Like if they're like, it's like, okay, is the food right? Or is it, you know what I mean? Like you're yeah. in there trying to help. What, navigate. what can, what can we do? What can we what do? do we, right? What are my lines is, okay, what do we need to do? Right. Yeah. That's it. That's your line. What do we need to do? Yeah. yeah. Like and sometimes we, we can fix do? it and sometimes we can't, mm-hmm. but yeah. What do we need, what to, do do we need do? to do? Yeah. And I love us because we giggle about it. Why it's happening? Like, because we know our people, right? It's like, yeah. like what you do? Okay, Queen, what you doing? Okay, this was. It's is. like buckle up. This is the ride we own today, right? Right. It's, right. And today, because we love them, we allow their process as opposed to making them wrong with their process. Right. I think without judgment. Yes, I think when we have problems is when we're expecting our friend who are highly triggered because of their experiences that they've had in their life not to be highly triggered. That's the problem. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because we know they're going to be triggered. Yeah. And the littlest of things. And it won't make sense. And that's okay. Right. And yeah. it has nothing to do with them, but their experiences that they have. And we have to allow our friends to have their process. Right. Mm-hmm. So good. So mm-hmm. good. I want to tell you this quote, and I want you to tell me what it means to you. Because... Okay. I heard this quote and I was like, damn. So Ayana and Oprah, the original Amy's, right? The aunties. The aunties. <laughs> Auntie Ayana wrote, it is unloving to ask someone to do what you know they cannot do. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It's unloving. Yeah. To ask someone to do what you know they, they cannot can. do. Yeah. Right. I thought about this and it's really, really strange, y'all. And y'all may agree or disagree, but when I haven't, I've just seen the clips of the Kirk Franklin thing with his mama. Yeah. And he was begging his mama to tell the truth. And mama was <laughs> continuing to lie and continuing to lie. And he was like, if you love me, if you anything about it, it was like, he didn't understand that his mama, for whatever reason, and could not. Right, right. She wasn't ready, prepared. She didn't have it. Like there was something in her that she could not. Right. Admit that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ooh, but we make it mean just as he did. Something's wrong with Something's us. Yeah, because you can't tell me the truth when I need it the most. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. actually, when you know that person cannot be anything than what they are at that moment, because that's where they are in their process. Right, right. Whether it's you a friend or a foe, whether it's you were the one and now you are not the one, whether it's you think you too much or the fact that you don't give them help is something wrong with you or whatever. It's mm-hmm. unloving for us to ask them to be anything other than what they are when we know they cannot be. What do you think? Mm -hmm. That's an interesting quote. The unloving part, I I was thinking about that. I'm like, okay, does that mean that I don't love who you are because I want you to be Mm -hmm. different? Yes. I need for you to not be you. I need for you to be somebody else so that I can love you. I need and you to be is. at a different stage in your process. This right. stage right here, your uh, inability 
to mm-hmm. say yes, your inability to love, accept whatever it is. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. unloving for me to ask you to be anything than anything. where you are right now, because mm-hmm. I'm rushing your process. Right. Right. So there's really, you know, in that statement, there's healing that needs to be done on both sides. Ooh. Right. See this, y'all, this why she my friend, y'all. <laughs> Tell me more. You know, because the person who's who's expecting mm-hmm. for somebody to be something that there's not, you got some healing to do yourself because yeah. we have to be okay with it. We can't ask somebody else to, like you said, rush that process, right? But yeah, unfair. Yeah, absolutely. Read it again, Brick. It is unloving. I don't have to read it. I memorized it. It is unloving for us to ask someone to do mm-hmm. what we know they cannot do. Right. So that's that's the part. Mm-hmm. We know they can't do it. No, they can't do it. So why are we asking them right. to do something that we know that they cannot? No, they can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the unloving part. Like I need you to be something other than who you are in this moment. That's the unloving part. Yeah. And you do not have the ability to do so. Right. Even if it means I need you to see me a different way than the way you are seeing me right now. Right. Like if that's where you are, if that's what you've been, you've been priming your brain through your reticular activating system to Uh like show you for the last two months. Right. That's what you see, baby. Okay. I love you. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I do this even with my kids. You, you know, kids are the best at this one because they be like. You a terrible mama, you such, 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 such. And like, let them have that process. OK, mm-hmm. like I'm not I'm not going to rush your process. Right. I'm like adult, I'm talking about adult kids, y'all. Like, I'm not going to rush your process. I'm not going to sit here and try to change your mind. I'm going to love you in your process mm-hmm. wherever you are it may take you four or five years to come around right right i ain't changed and i know it but that's when you know who you are uh-huh. and then you can just offer love for them where they're going through their process right my son right. left the house i love his little ass he went to vegas didn't call me for a year that was his process i didn't call like what's wrong da, da, da. like none of that like Nope. And then out the blue, he called me. Hey, mom. Hey, baby. Not where you been or not that, you know, not that little like, I'm going to get back at you. Oh, you need uh-huh. me? No, no uh-huh. it was loving because mm-hmm. I maintain love the entire time. Right, right. And you allowed him to yes. go through Yes. Yeah. And he, well, he came back when he was ready. He came back when he was ready. We never did even have to have a discussion of it. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. Right. He like mom, such, such just Mm -hmm. picked up like as if nothing happened. And I did. Here's the deal. Like some of us, we need them to be like, I need you to apologize. I need you. It's respect or whatever. I didn't need any of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't. Yeah. So I think you innately do this process that I had to learn the biology of. To make it make sense because it doesn't make sense. So it's like I had to understand the biology of why people do the shit that they do and then uh-huh. why I react the way I react because I'm making it mean that I did something wrong when neither those two don't tie in together. So therefore, that's how it makes sense. The fact that it's not supposed to because those two 
aren't there. And I think as women, we're really socialized to believe that our value is in what people think of us. Mm. And for whatever reason, and I think this is the last point I want to make is I've watched the stability of your family. And we've had this conversation before. And I'm like, the stability and and not say that your family was happy-go-lucky and you didn't have any problems, but like, mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons why you're not maybe as easily triggered as most of us in our friend group when shit goes on or you're able to like come through and like, I know me is because the stability in which you had growing up in the relationships where you felt safe growing up. And if I can look at our friend circle, I think of our friend circle, you're probably the one where that grew up feeling the safest. And you can Mm. see like those who react are the ones who went through some shit and didn't feel safe. And so what do you think about that as far as like where that came from on your like knowing your value and your childhood and whatever? So, you know, my parents are still together, you know, and they don't just love each other. They like each other. You know, they enjoy one another's company. They still laugh, you know, and have a good time. So that's where I came from. And I never thought about it, right, until you've mentioned it several times. And I've always felt loved, supported, safe. They were always proud of me, even if, you know, whether I was accomplishing something or not, they were always mm-hmm. proud of me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I guess that does shape who we are and perhaps how we see ourselves. So, yeah, I just even to this day, you know, I'm, I'm a, a real adult child, but I still know that if I need something, whether it be physical, you know, help, information, encouragement, you know, whatever the case may be, I can still pick up the phone and call home and have a conversation. And if I need for somebody to come, they will come. So yeah, I do have that safe factor. I do have that covering, you know, so I guess it it probably did shape who I am, what I know about myself mm-hmm. and, and, you know, the confidence that I have within myself. So yeah, you made me think about that because yeah. like, that's what I knew. For me, it wasn't a foreign thing. It just was. It's, right. It's what I knew. Yeah. And like for you, I love the fact that you're like, my parents don't just love the, each other. They like it. Like I see that. And so you're they like, like each other. I know this is possible. So years. motherfucker, you up here saying I was the one and I ain't the one. Like, look, I see that it's almost like I don't even want to live that because I want the guy to like me. So I think that's how you're like, Whereas I may be like, well, why don't he like me? What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Like I'm stuck in that and you're stuck in. Yeah. Uh-uh. I need you to like me. I don't care yeah. why. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Because of the safety in which you have that was nurtured for you. And I think for those of us who we're not out like y'all, we're not uh, like on a ship out in the breeze because we didn't experience that growing up. I think for me, what I've done is I created that in my friendships intentionally. Like it may not be, matter of fact, I know it's not my mama. When shit go awry, my mama is the last person that I think of calling, but I have someone to call, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And 
I'm no longer trying to make my mama that person that I could like, you should be the one that I go to. You should be able to comfort me and expecting her to act differently. No, I love my mama to death. And one of the best ways I have given myself that gift is knowing your people, <laughs> right? Knowing that and knowing me, I need something different when I'm in that. So let me create that somewhere else. And that's what I've done. Like I have people that when I'm in a thing, I know they're going to drop everything and come. I have that too, but I had to create that as opposed to it was just, it came with me. And so Mm -hmm. I think for us that have experienced that, the more we feel in control of creating that, that safety, then the more we allow other people to be who they are, because we're not threatened that they're taking that safety away because we know we have that internally, right? I don't know what you think about that, but if you have anything to say about that. I mean, you said it, you needed it Mm -hmm. and you created it. You nurtured relationships, Mm -hmm. think that, okay, Mm -hmm. if you didn't get what I had, Mm -hmm. naturally and innately, Mm -hmm. you created that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that can be just as powerful, right? And, And it serves you. Right. And I think that's how we allow our people to be who they are, because we have that like you always have like mama and dad and everything like the guy or the friend or whatever can do what they're going to do. But you always have that. So it's like that's never threatened. But if we don't innately have that and we have that as part of those people and when they start tripping we feel like they're taking that away. And that's why it feels so threatening when our friendships change, when our relationships change, when our partnership change, because they are a part of that innate safety. And the thing for us to do is like to create that independent of whoever those people are. It's like, even if they are a part of it, it's like, oh, like I created that one, I can create something else. Yeah. Yeah. Now, are you saying also create that within yourself? Yes, for sure. Right. So then that reminds me of of what you told me this past summer. Get to the point where you know you got yourself. Like, yeah. Even if all of my safety nets are gone, Mm. I got me. Because you were the one that created the safety nets in the first place. Sure. Right. So even if it's not worth saying to be an island, because I know for uh, many of us, like, the answer to everything is black women is like, I got me. I don't need nobody else. No, we like everybody else. We need connection, honor that need. But what we do get to go is even if all of those who were my safety go away, I know how to recreate it as opposed to like holding on to it. Like Oprah with the guy who was getting ready to leave. And she would like holding on to him like, no, right. But that's when we think our safety is tied to that. That's the, what we do. But when we realize like, oh, no, boo, especially in our friendships as Black women, I think because we very rarely feel safe in any other relationship other than our friendship for so many of us, like that's where like in our jobs, we for sure don't, in our marriages, in our partnerships, we don't really feel all the way safe, some of us. And so our friendships is, and when those friendships change, that can really put us out of kilter. And I think knowing you and knowing, like you said, that we have our own back, 
It's like, oh, I created this friendship. I can allow this person, her to do what she needs to do. And I can create again. Right. Somewhere else. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. When you said allow those friendships to do what they're going to do, sometimes they may be going through something and you know nothing about it. Nothing about and, it. And like you said, it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. And once they get through that, that bump in the road, they're bad, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. But if we allowed it to be about us and then, like you said, we start everybody's turning, then we create a whole nother situation yeah. that really wasn't a situation to begin with. They just yeah. needed some time. Yeah. I want to leave it at this because it just goes back and I just think it would be funny. It just goes back to the episode I was talking about with playing fetch. Like when we really realize that people are just going through their process and actually they just program their brain to see something differently in you a lot of times, or they're seeing the situation differently than you are because their brain is programmed a certain way and they're looking for, they're looking for the danger. We can't change that. But Mm -hmm. what happens when everything, when the dust settles and they get out of that crisis or everything is good, it's like all of a sudden, then they go back to like, oh, you really were the one. And that's why I was like, I want to laugh at that because like how many of us have gotten a phone call from the guy like Mm -hmm. later that is like, I was like, I think I called you one day and I was like, girl, my high school boyfriend called me. Right. Like high school. Like, Years later, right? Right. right. The one I was like, and the piece of like, yeah, I know I was right. And you were just asking your brain to show you something differently, and you're not even mad at them, right? But when we understand that process biologically, I think it would allow us to like free. But it's always kind of funny when they when they call and like, or they sneak back in, circle back, they circle back. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> do that too. Like everything. Like when they get out of that high peak, whatever, and their brain calms down for however long it takes, right. and they circle back. I think it's funny, and yet at the same time, we can stay in love and like, yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You were just going through your shit, and that's okay. Yeah, and I'm still not gonna date you. <laughs> okay. No. That that ship sailed. That ship, yeah. Because like, here's the deal on on that. Like, if when you're in a stressful situation, you start like your brain starts and you start entertaining like something's wrong with her, and you've done that once, I know you're gonna do it again. Mm -mm. Mm, No sir, no sir. Instead of like, no sir, I want the guy who's like, what's wrong with me? This is what's going on that communicate through it and everything. Yeah, that's Uh that's the one. Yeah, no, not. 30 years later, I no, mm-hmm. no, boo, no, 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 thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> you know, that's just a little bit of fun thing for all yes. of us women because yes. I know we all get that and we can understand that when it happens. So if it happens, then it's happening in our processes too. And we can't change people when they're in their process, their right. view of you, they're going to see it. And so, Stop trying to think it's you or trying to fix it through action because it's not. Even your boss who's like, you working your ass off and you're like doing everything and he's still like, you ain't whatever. You can sit there and try to action your way out of it or you can go somewhere else where you're valued. Because 
He may never change his view of you and it has nothing to do with you. It's just what he's asking his reticular activating system to see. And again, I'm not going to go into that. Listen to podcast number three. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say anything. Floor is yours. No, I don't really have anything to say. Thank you for inviting me. Mm -hmm. I was like, what you want me to say? You know, because for me, it's just who I am. It is. And I don't know, sometimes, you know, I guess because it is who I am, it's like, okay, what's the value in that? But I see the value in it, you know, because people need their processes. We got to let them have it. Mm -hmm. And uh, like you said, it doesn't have anything to do with us. Yeah. And I think it's just, I've grown watching you. And I don't know, I think you know this about me now. It's like, I do a lot of talking. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking and I'm, da, 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 but I'm always like, well, how come? Like, I'm always, how come? Well, why is she? Yeah. Like, right? Yeah. You, so, you want the science behind it. Yeah. And I've always been like, she doesn't get rattled and da, da, da. Like, how come? And I've, I would ask you questions like, like, what are you doing? What's thinking? And then I would go answer it like scientifically so it can make sense to me and like come up with theories and concepts on it and everything. But you've modeled for me how to own who you are, no matter what. From Mm -hmm. queen, you've been a size whatever to a size whatever. Your ass fine at whatever size. It don't rattle you. And I'm like, like hair this, hair that, like all of it. And I love that about you because, and this is what I'm going to, segue into because Mm -hmm. I think this is what allows you to style people in the way that you style people because Uh you're like this is who you are let's find the best of it and accentuate it so for those of you that don't know (laughs) Miss Angela when y'all see me looking fly everywhere and you're like oh my god that's so I'm like no mm -mm, I didn't do shit y'all I promise you I didn't do I didn't do nothing. <laughs> Call this queen right here and say, queen, what should I wear? I'm getting ready to such and such. Right. What should I wear? And now it's to the point where she just sends me shit. And I'm like, okay, what size? Like she even tells me what size. Cause I'm right. like, I don't know what size, but. And can I add, it's always at the last minute. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know who you are. Yes. <laughs> Like, no, I think I gave you notice on Beyonce. I was like, okay. Yeah, we have plenty of time for Beyonce, yes. Because I'm learning, like, to give you notice. But you'll be like, Queen, is there something coming up? And I'm like, "Uh, oh, yeah, I need five outfits for such and such. Like, yeah, I think we went went shopping before one of my trips and just got, like, 15,000 things. Right. (laughs) In two hours. In two hours. <laughs> right before the store closed. Yeah, before the store closed. And I love it. They were like, uh, we're getting ready to close the store. And I love that about you because I really do believe your self-acceptance shines through. And then you allow your style to come through. And it's, it don't, it's not congruent with anybody else's. And I think that's how you're able to style people, no matter their size, their shape or whatever. Because you're like, there's something about you that you're like, hey, you don't feel comfortable in that. Okay, let's change it up. Like, what do you just meet them where they are? Yeah. I watched you when we did our photo shoot event and watching uh, you yeah, yeah. 
helping people like with your phone, like go through and like, hey, what about this? What about, okay, put that with that, that, and that. My clients felt so comfortable because you were there. And uh-huh. like when they were changing outfits and like, what do you think? Like they were like, what, where Angela? Like which earrings and such and such in those photos, how they showed up, the confidence that they had came from you doing this work. And I think that's why you styling people is such a blessing because it just comes through. What do you have to say about that? Um, The first thing I want to say is I think like the thing that somebody can put on that they look the best in is the one that makes them feel the best. Like, how do you feel when you put your clothes on? Do you feel good? Mm-hmm. If you don't feel good, go go back, take my off. I don't think so, Queen. I don't think so. No, no, no. I don't think so because you okay, had yeah. me put on some shit that I didn't. I was like, I don't know. Can I wear this? Right? And I just trust you. And then I'm like, oh, because it would be a little edgier for me, or a different uh-huh. color for me, or a different length. I used to not show my my legs, and you were like, girl, uh, uh-uh. uh. And I'm like, mm, I don't know, right? And so I think there is a comfort, but yet at the same time, there's this owning who you are and like pushing them a little bit out their comfort zone. Because sometimes okay. we we stand like, because you know me, you used to tell me don't buy anything black or gray no more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You've gotten good at that. Right. So when you bought that purple dress for me for my photo shoot with the studs on it, I was like, oh know about this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I put it on and I'm like okay right. and you killed it and then when uh-huh. I put it on on the photo shoot and put the makeup on I was like oh hell yeah right but <laughs> that went yeah. with trusting you too so there is some things of like how we feel but there is also you seeing people at their best too mm, okay yeah 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 okay so yeah great point the other thing, too, is if you ask me, I don't mind telling you what doesn't look good. Oh, yeah. You know? My last birthday, we won't talk about that fiasco, but I didn't post any pictures of my recent, my last birthday <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my ass didn't go with her advice. <laughs> she did not. But since then, we, we've done really well, haven't we? <laughs> If I can show you better than I can tell you was <laughs> was a person. No, was an outfit. <laughs> was an outfit. <laughs> no, ma'am. No, ma'am. And y'all let me sit there in that outfit like, yep, you too. Okay. Because what we supposed to do at that point? You were there. It was your birthday. We're going to birthday. <laughs> Woo. Oh, I looked at those pictures. I was like, yeah, I had no business. <laughs> but go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, we just have to trust ourselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if we put it on like you did, okay, you showed up, you showed up the way you showed up. I'm just going to rock this because this is where we are. This is what I got. Yep. Okay. It was a food pie, but all right. We it's my birthday. I'm celebrating. What am I gonna do? Go home, change. Exactly. It's your birthday. We're gonna celebrate. And the take home is own it. Yeah. And I owned it. Own it. And I didn't put the pictures up. <laughs>
You were still the birthday queen. I was still the birthday <laughs> queen on that day. And I did own it while I was wearing it. So absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I say all this to say, y'all, if you want a stylist, she didn't know I was going to do this, but I sure did not. But yes. Hey, <laughs> right. now I'm going to tell y'all right now, she ain't got nothing together, but she will get you together. I can get you together. Right. So if you're like looking for a website and I'm, no, mm-mm. but if you want someone that's going to like literally sincerely take you, your style and help you put some outfits together for work or just revamp your wardrobe or whatever, she really is your girl. Like it don't have to be hard. It can be just you and your phone. I'm going to sell it for her because she don't know how we, to sell We it. like easy. Oh, we like easy. Yeah, we like easy. Show me like literally FaceTime. Show me your closet. Put this on. What do you think? What do you need? Yes, she is your person for that. And so for all of you coaches who follow me and who've been like, oh, Brick, you always look so good. Mm-mm, no, because I promise you my birthday situation was me doing it on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Calling me as she's on her way out the door. As Anna. Like, uh, I mean, she's like, well, I'm walking out the door. Go back in the house. Find something else. <laughs> no. <laughs> so if you want it, then give them your, how do you want people to contact you? Instagram, DM you? Instagram. On Instagram, I'm at Fab Raquel, F-A-B-R-A-Q-U-E-L, Fab Raquel. Okay. At Fab Raquel, right? And follow her on Instagram. Her Instagram is not a business Instagram. It's whatever, but I promise you guys, like... It's fun, though. It's fun, yeah. And she has her own unique style, and that doesn't mean she's going to dress you that way. She's going to dress you and help you bring out your style because my style is completely different from hers, but she's the best at, like, once she figures it out, like, my phone is always like, what do you think about this? Like, she just finds shit. I don't know how she does it. She just finds shit, sends me, and I'm like, yes, no, yes. And then she gets to know it, and then she's like, okay. And I'm like, yes, this outfit. And I'm purchasing it, and I have the outfit. So, anyway, that's my little plug for my bestie. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and follow her. And I will talk at you guys later. Remember, our need to allow ourselves to have our process and allow our friends, our partners, our coworkers, our bosses, everybody else to have their process and not make it about you. It's such a gift that you can give yourself. Remember the quote, it's unloving for us to ask people to do what we know they cannot do. They just can't. They don't have it. They're not ready, whatever. They don't have that. They don't have the emotional language, the emotional whatever. It's unloving for us to expect anything other than where they are in that process. Thank you, Angela. You for having me. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Did you enjoy this podcast where I have a personal invitation? I want to spend time with you, coach you, Talk about the issues that are affecting you. We do this in a community we call the Melanin Hour, created just for us high-achieving Black women. You can register at brickjohnson.com forward slash coaching. And don't forget, 
Deeply Rooted is where we put all this shit together. We immerse ourselves and we master this. Six months, you, me, and a bunch of women that look like you and got a little melanin in them. <laughs> That's Deeply Rooted. You can register for the wait list at briggjohnson.com forward slash group. Hope to see you there. Bye.